Today's reading is from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Verily, truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes out ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All those who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Good morning, everyone. Pastor Sharon here. It's good to be together again around word, worship, in this space, recognizing God's with us. He meets us here. You know, March is on us, first Sunday in March, and we have this sense of anticipation because spring is right around the corner, and that's a gift for all of us. Starting to see trees and flowers begin to blossom. It's a reminder that life renews. Life comes back from what looked like death into something beautiful. You know, we've been in this Lenten series, and Lent is a time where we look from death to life. Our Lenten series is called I Am, Stories and Statements of Jesus from the Book of John. You know, every time Jesus used that term, I am, he was attributing and making a claim that he was himself God. You might remember that that was the word that God told Moses from the burning bush who should I say sent me? Moses asked. And he, God says, I am who I am. So Jesus takes this claim for himself. And as we've been looking through these statements, we can see that we get a better picture of who God is. You know, whether consciously or not, we all have certain pictures of God in our mind, certain attributes that come to the forefront And as we've been going through this I Am series, we're also looking at the way that Jesus has been portrayed through art, across the centuries, through various cultural lenses. What is Jesus like? Well, in this untitled work by an Ethiopian artist, we see Jesus and his disciples at the table at the Last Supper. Neil Sabonia, who's a Professor Emeritus at PLU in Tacoma says this, there's a small industry of painters in, in Ethiopia who make biblical settings like these for the tourist market. And you might just notice as you look at this, the facial features of Jesus and the disciples. Jesus is seen as bread of life, a companion, a friend, but it's in the context of the Ethiopian Masob. It's that basket dining service you see in the picture. And you also see the local custom 
of taking bread with the right hand. A beautiful picture, a a contextual picture of Jesus. And however we picture him, it comes back to what he says about himself and how he relates to humanity. And so that's the striking feature of every of the I am statements we're going through. Jesus relating to us, divine to human. And what does he say about himself? And will we listen? Will we listen? You know, I've been reflecting about our current political, cultural climate, even religious climate in our own churches, where we're asking, can a leader be trusted? Can we trust what they say? And as we at Pine Lake begin looking for a new lead pastor, we're looking for someone as well whose words and life demonstrate trustworthiness. So whether it's for politicians or professors or pastors, we can rightfully ask the question, is what they say true? Are their words self-serving or are they engaged for the purpose of others? And when we look back at them, are there, are there promises? Can they, are there integrity in what they say? The question really is, whose voice can you trust? So as we look at the text for this day, the I am statement for this day, we are going to ask again, who is this Jesus? And can we really trust him? So today you heard read in the gospel from John, Jesus describing himself in shepherding language. Now, when we talk about sheep and shepherds, most of us don't have an immediate context that comes to mind. But for Jesus' hearers in that day, they had both the physical example of shepherds in their, in their vicinity and also the pictures from the Old Testament, the concept they had heard written in the prophets of God as shepherd, the caretaker for his people. So let's just look a little bit at that Old Testament context before we come to Jesus' words. You know, leaders and kings in the Old Testament were often pictured as shepherds. It's particularly explicit through the writings of the prophet Ezekiel. In Ezekiel 34, he speaks about, well, he speaks actually against the shepherds of Israel. Because at that time, the priests and the leaders were only in it for themselves. They didn't really care for the rest of the people, for the flock. And so the Lord says that these shepherds are going to be removed and the Lord himself will provide. Hear this from Ezekiel 34, verse 2. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to you, shepherds of Israel, who only take care of yourselves Should not shepherds take care of the flock? And then later in verse 11 and 12. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his his scattered flock when he is with them, so I will look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they are scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. You see in this passage from Ezekiel that some so-called leaders are not to be trusted. 
both the prophets and the psalmist paint pictures of different types of shepherds, those that care for their people, care for their flocks, and those are only in it for themselves. You remember, I'm sure, Psalm 23, this beautiful, familiar passage that talks about the Lord as a shepherd, the Lord who guides and guards his sheep. And the necessary characteristics of a shepherd in Palestine is constant vigilance, courage, and patient care for the sheep. So Jesus takes these images from his context and from the Old Testament and has this polemic against the Jerusalem priestly leadership. And in this John 10 passage, it's a richly layered, extended metaphor about sheep. We see in it that Jesus relates to humanity, us as part of his sheepfold. So if you have your Bibles, the passage that was read for us from John chapter 10, I invite you to open it again, either your digital copy or in print. And let's take a look at what Jesus says about himself in this I am statement. You know, similar to the parables that Jesus told, these pictures of shepherding aren't really supposed to be equations. You can't just say, well, this equals that, and I get a complete picture of Jesus' identity through this. No, We can't just assign meaning to every little part of the metaphor. But instead, I invite you to come into this story as as if Jesus were painting a picture. In his figure of speech, as it says in verse 6, what does he want us to see about himself? Well, the first image that comes to mind is a man who enters by the gate. If you take a look in verses 2 to 5, you'll see this image come forth. Now, Jesus here is probably referring to this communal sheepfold, a place that just has one door, and a shepherd would bring his flock into this community space, all the shepherds in the area, and then they'd have a hired watchman who would keep track of them through the night, um, stay there to guard at the door. And in the morning, every shepherd would come to gather his own sheep to head out into the pasture. That's the picture Jesus has here. And he starts actually with this reminder that there are thieves and robbers who are really not the true shepherd. They don't care for the sheep. The shepherd is the one who comes in legitimately, comes right up to the door, the watchman recognizes him, and the sheep recognize him. There aren't any underhanded motives. You know, in this passage, Jesus is actually speaking to the Pharisees who had kept questioning his authority, especially in the healing of this blind man in chapter 9 of John. And so he's, he's continuing this dialogue and saying, you aren't even able to hear. You don't even care what is going on with the people. This shepherd in Jesus' picture comes right up to that night watchman and the gates open to him. And how does this shepherd prove himself as being true, not some charlatan out to gain something for himself? Well, you see it there, that the sheep listen to his voice. They know his voice. There's an immediate recognition when the shepherd speaks. And he proves himself by calling the sheep by name. He knows the sheep, just as the sheep know him. 
And then it says, he goes out ahead of them. He leads them forth. You know, this is no stranger in this picture. This is a shepherd who is very intimately caring for his flock. The sheep in Palestine were largely kept for wool, not for meat. And so a shepherd would be connected to his flock over many, many years and probably would give them nicknames, be aware of their unique characteristics. They came to know and to trust his voice. This was close-up knowledge of the sheep. And so they were ready to follow. So what is Jesus saying about himself in this first part, verses 2 to 5? Well, it's this. Jesus is the one who has authority to care for his flock. He comes straight into our lives, and over the years, we become more and more familiar with his voice. As he goes on ahead of us, we recognize it's trustworthy. He's proved himself trustworthy. So that's one picture that Jesus has, a pastoral picture in this in this. Um, scripture this morning but he also has another one starting in verse 7 and this is where we hear the I am statement because now Jesus says I'm not just the shepherd coming to the gate he says I am the gate he offers himself in another way to help us understand his relationship to the sheep his relationship to us you know the sheep are at this scene, might have been in a different scenario. They might have been out in the fields during the warmer season when they were not coming into the village at night in this communal sheepfold, but staying out in spaces outdoors. And they would go to these semi-open spaces with walls and one opening, but no door, no gate to lock or unlock. And in that place, the shepherd himself would lie down at night in that opening, lie across it so no sheep would get out and no predators would get in. And Jesus is saying, I not only know my sheep and lead them out, but I'm the gate, the door that makes them secure and fulfills whatever the sheep need. You see, the shepherd has the well-being of the sheep at heart rather than even his own life. So I've been thinking some characteristics of a gate and how they relate this I am of Jesus. First of all, a gate gives access. You know, we can come in and go out of a gate, a door, And Jesus is saying, I, only I, I'm the only way in. I'm the only way into the fold of God. And I'm I'm also the only access out into true life, into pasture that is fulfilling. The reminder is that those who enter are saved. And those who go out do so in security. God's going to provide for them. The shepherd's going to care for them. All their needs are supplied. Just as it says in Psalm 23, I don't have, you know, no needs. I have no wants. 
because the Lord is my shepherd. Verse 9 says, whoever enters, whoever enters through me, Jesus said, will be saved. You know, the first picture we had of the sheep, it was more a um, relative description of a shepherd. But in this section, verses 7 through 10, Jesus is saying, I, me, mine. He's making it very explicit that this is about me. And so when he says, I'm the access point, I'm the gate of the sheep, we, we, we declare with him, there is no other way to enter into the Christian life except through Jesus Christ. And when we do enter, we have access to full life as we trust his word and follow his lead. Jesus, he's the gate, the gate of access. But there's another thing that gates do, and that is they protect, a gate of protection. We see all throughout this passage that there are thieves and robbers who have different ideas about the sheep. They come to steal, to kill, to destroy. Now, a gate provides protection. There's that shepherd, picture it again, lying across the entrance, his own body laid out to preserve the life of those inside the fold, to keep at bay those who would come in and steal and destroy the sheep. You know, that's what he was saying about the Pharisees and can be said about many leaders today, both in the church and outside of the church, that there are those who seek their own way, who don't have the welfare of the sheep in mind. They use underhanded ways to get things for themselves with no regard for the well-being of the sheep. Jesus says, I am the gate of protection. I protect you from the devil from the schemes of the evil one. I protect you from other leaders, worldly schemes that might maybe seem sincere, but lead you astray and end in death and destruction. Jesus' commitment to us as the shepherd is to lay down his life so we're protected. Our lives are saved. So it's a gate of access. It's a gate of protection. And Jesus also is a gate of belonging. I love this part of the passage. It's really kind of looking back at verses 2 to 5 because we long to be known and have a place where we are known. And that is what Jesus invites us into, belonging to God's flock. As the gate for the sheepfold, he says, these are my own. These are my sheep. I I call them by name. We are not some random, random, faceless people in God's kingdom, in God's flock. You and I, we are known and we are loved and we belong. And no stranger can tell us that we don't belong or try to pull us away with false promises. No, we hold to what Jesus says about us. We belong to him. His voice reminds us we belong. Jesus is the door into belonging. Jesus says it this way. A leader that can be trusted completely, a true shepherd is one who says, I offer access 
protection, and belonging. And Jesus says it explicitly about himself. I am the gate. Through Christ, you and I are offered access to God, protection from evil, and belonging in his family. So we come back to where we started. Who can you trust? Can Jesus' word be trusted? Has he proved himself to be true to what he says? You know, these aren't questions we just ask once. As we consider, there are a lot of competing voices that beckon us, both in our own minds, in the culture around us, and we recognize it, that Satan tries to pull us away from this good and true shepherd, to doubt that Jesus is good or that he's looking out for our well-being. So let me just have you consider a few things as you hear these words of Jesus this day. Do you know his voice? You may be one of those who needs to familiarize yourself more deeply into the words of your shepherd. That may mean spending time in God's word because he never contradicts what he said about himself in the word. It may mean learning to listen and wait in prayer, not to just talk all the time to God through Jesus Christ, but to stop and listen and notice what comes to your mind and heart and check it out. Is this from you, Lord? Are you speaking to me? You might need to ask another Christian friend or um, someone to mentor you in the way of listening to Jesus because he wants us to know his voice. And when we recognize and know his voice, we follow with confidence. Or maybe you're one who have never entered that gate of access to Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus invites everyone He says, whoever comes to find salvation and life through him. And if you have not made Jesus a part of your life, it's as simple as saying yes to him and as life-altering as giving up your whole life in his pursuit. If you've never walked through the gate of access to Jesus Christ and to life in him, I invite you to do so today. You can pray that prayer just now. Jesus, I want to believe. And if you want to know more about access to God and what life in him is like, oh, please email me or one of the pastors. You can just email us at pastors at plcc.org because we would love to share with you more about what it means to have access to God through Jesus Christ. It is also this gate of belonging, as we talked about. And today, we together will celebrate one of the greatest pictures of belonging through the gift of communion, this sacrament we share together. I want you to look again at that picture we started with. These Ethiopian believers sitting at a table of belonging with Christ in the center. This is what we're invited to. A God who knows us, who knows our name, and who welcomes us at the table and says, I would lay down my life for you. In fact, I have laid down my life 
so that you could have life. You belong at the table. So whether you attend our drive-through later today or receive communion in your own home, we are joining into this community of belonging. This gate we go into the fold of God with people around the world and we remember Jesus' commitment to us. He invites you and I to remember. I am the gate, he says. I am the gate of the sheepfold, and through me you have access to God, protection from evil, and belonging in God's family. I pray that is true for you today, and you will walk in it in the week ahead. Let's pray together. Oh, Lord Jesus, your words are true. More than any leader we've ever heard, we can trust that what you say about yourself and what you say about us is true. We hold fast to that truth that you are the shepherd who welcomes us into your fold, who gives us access to God. What an incredible gift. And who protects us from things that would draw us astray. Thank you, God. And I pray for my brothers and sisters and all those who are joining us online that we would know you as the gate of the sheep and that we would not be led astray by those who try to steal, kill, and destroy. You are shepherd. You are good. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. 